Hey guys, welcome back to season two of the LAX podcast. I'm really excited for today's episode. I have a very, very special guest. And I think you guys are going to get so much out of this episode. I put together this podcast because I have been privileged to have so many different connections throughout um, different communities, uh, mostly in the bleeding disorder community. But I have found through sharing my story on Instagram and uh, just out in the public world that I have come across so many amazing individuals. And I want to share this connection with you guys today. I believe that perspective changes lives. It's changed my life. And I think today is a perspective that I have yet to discover. And I'm so excited to pick this guy's brain, understand what he has gone through, what he's going through, and you know how he's living the rest of his life. He was diagnosed with Huntington's disease at the age of 23. And typically the lifespan is about 10 to 20 years after diagnosis and showing symptoms. So, I mean, understanding that your time is limited can be a very, very scary thing. And I just want to know so much more about this man, what he is going through and what his message is to the world. So stay tuned, guys. I think you're really going to get so much value out of this episode. And uh, before we start this episode, I actually want to tell you guys, I just published my book. It is called Adversity Equals Opportunity, Finding Purpose Through the Pain. I will put a link in the bio for you guys to check that out. But it's not, it's basically, it's not my whole life story, but it's definitely a, um, a snippet of my story as far as some of the things that I had to overcome living with severe hemophilia, some of the things I'm still battling and ways that I found to overcome some of my adversities. So I think, uh, I think you'll love that book as well. Check it out. It's on Amazon. You can get it on ebook or paperback. So without further ado, guys, let's bring our guest on. Thanks for joining, man. I did, I did, uh, I did some research on Huntington's disease and, um, man, there's just so much to learn. And then I know that everyone kind of has their own adversities and struggles with it. And it affects everyone a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So why don't you, uh, so is your last name pronounced Lindsay? Yeah, it is. Yes, Nick it Lindsay. Is. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So you're, you know, you're 41 right now. You were diagnosed when you were 23. Yes. All right. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, why don't you, um, you know, most of my audience that is going to be watching and listening, a lot of them suffer from, you know, hemophilia, which is a bleeding disorder, but I'm starting to grow a bigger audience as well of other people who just really want to get a good perspective of what it's like to go through medical adversity, um, people's story, how they're overcoming it, stuff like that. Um, so why don't you, uh, why don't you give, give my audience kind of an introduction in the way that you view, you know, Huntington's disease, what it is to you in your life? Well, um, so, um, yeah, so like I said, I was diagnosed when I was 23. Um, my grandpa, he also, he had it and, uh, he was about, I think he was 44 whenever he got diagnosed with it. And, um, you know, he started drinking a lot to cope with it and my grandma kicked him out. So he moved in with us. And, you know, we took care of him as long as we could. But, you know, he started, like, getting psychotic and stuff and started getting, you know, too much to take care of. You know, so we had to send him to the nursing home. And the nursing home couldn't take care of him no more. 
So then he ended up in the mental hospital. That was the only place that would take him. Yeah. And yeah, he ended up in there with his twin brother, actually. And uh, but his, yeah, his brother his, had it as well. Yeah, yeah, his brother. Yeah, yeah, and uh, towards the end, he couldn't walk. Um, you know, he would lose his balance when he tried to stand up and stuff. Yeah. And when, uh, when was he diagnosed? Do you know? Um, he was diagnosed when he was forty-four. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's kind yeah, of is was, that kind of late? Um, no, that's about average, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, about forty or so, forty-four. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, but he he uh, yeah he was kind of psychotic and he didn't know who we were, you know, when we'd go visit him and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, they didn't want to live in there. You know, that was no place to live. You know, so they came up with a suicide pact, you know, and, you know, but, you know, that's no place to really live, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they're not themselves, you know, and they know they're never getting out, you know, there's no cure for it, you know, yeah. so. So, you know, how, so did, did you always know that you had a possibility of, of getting the disease yourself? Um, no, not really. Um, not when I was younger. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't really know that, you know, I would get it, you know, but, you know, as I, you know, got a little bit older, you know what I'm saying, you know, in my teenage years, in my later yeah. teenage years, then I started finding out, you know, that it's hereditary. Yeah. You know? And my dad has it too. And my dad was diagnosed pretty late in life. Okay. You know, he was diagnosed about four years ago. Um, this speech is real hard to understand. He mumbles a lot, you know, I yeah. have to text him. Yeah, I have to text him to understand what he's saying. Yeah. yeah, but other than that, I mean, he shakes real bad, you know. But other than that, you know, he's in pretty good spirits. You know, what I'm saying really, that's you know, good. Mentally, you know, he seems to be, you know, all there. Now my stepmom moved out, you know, because she couldn't put up with him. You know, and his personality changed a little bit. You know. Yeah. But I had, I didn't notice that, you know. But you know, she lives yeah. with another day. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so I heard that like you know Huntington's like wasn't really even like figured out until like the early 1990s, as far as like hey, there's this like specific like marker that shows right. whether or not you're going to be affected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think about 50 percent of the people, you know, that uh, you know, I think you have like about a 50 percent chance of passing it on. Kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, which I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't have kids. You know, I would, mm. you know, I would, you know, take that risk. I don't know. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Nick before the diagnosis. Who, who are you? What kind of person were you? What kind of things did you enjoy doing? What was life like for you? Um, I like going out and partying and stuff. Um, you know, uh, you know, I was like working at Red Lobster as a waiter. Okay. You know, I just enrolled in um, at Lynn Tech for heavy machinery operator school, and then I took I took classes there for about a month, and then I got diagnosed. You know, so I stopped taking those. You know, and you know, but then you know, but when I got diagnosed, you know, the doctor told me that you know I had five to ten years. You know, so we didn't really think, you know, saying it was smart to continue, you know, that, you know. Yeah. You know, so I never really, you know, went and got, you know, real education or nothing like that. Really? 
yeah, which I kind of, you know, regret, you know. So like, what do you, like when you first found out about your diagnosis, like how did, how did that affect you? How did that hit you? Like, was there a time frame that you just had to really spend coping with the fact that you just got that kind of a news, like that kind of news? Yeah, I was pretty depressed with it. Um, you know, I started, you know, looking for ways to escape, you know, and started, you know, get dabbling in drugs and stuff, you know, which, you know, I really, really recommend don't do that. Yeah. You know, that's not the path, you know, to go down, you know, especially opiates and that type of drugs, you know, stick with weed, you know, or, you know, mushrooms or something like that. Yeah. You know, don't, you know, don't go down that path, you know. Yeah. You like, so like right now, are there drugs that like you think actually like help people that are going through, you know, this certain um, disorders and, and I, think the do. I think the pot probably helped me a little bit. Pot does? Pot does? Yeah. What about mushrooms? I've, I've heard, I've, I feel like mushrooms are kind of like up and coming. Like it's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a, there's been a lot of. Uh, like micro dosing and stuff on it. And they've had a uh, real good results with the microdosing and stuff like that, you know, making the symptoms less. Yeah. Yeah. And like your, you know, your, your rate, you know, where you do this, you know, improves, mm. you know, there's some weird test that they do. Yeah. You see your competency, you know, with yeah. and stuff, but yeah, but you're supposed to, you know, get better, you know, with the mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. And you, uh, I know you're a big like motorcycle rider. You like, I mean, and you used to play the guitar a lot because I went to your house and I saw guitars everywhere. So how did you, you know, tell me about that. Are you still able to to enjoy doing those things? No, I'm not able to play guitar anymore. Um, I have trouble getting my fingers to move like I used to. Um, The Huntington's disease is kind of like a cross between Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Okay. The simplest way, you know, to describe it. But yeah, I have trouble like moving my hands and stuff like that. And I have trouble like remembering, you know, how the songs went and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So where are you in your stage right now with, with HD? Like, are you, do you feel like you, I mean, can you, can you tell a big difference right now with a lot of like, what are the big differences that you see? Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely progressing with my movements and stuff like that. You know, I'm definitely starting to move around a lot more. Mm. Um, yeah, I went on a date the other day, and this girl accused me of being on meth. No, uh, really? So yeah. you got to tell me about that, man. Like, when you go on dates and stuff or meet girls, like, do you not give them a heads up on that you uh, that you have HD? Yeah, I really should, you know, at this point. Yeah. Know, but, <laughs> no, it's yeah. funny. I get it in a way because I don't tell, I don't tell people either. You know, and a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, we're like trying to date the girl, you know what I'm saying? It's a deal killer, you know, and you tell her, you know, yeah, you got this and, you know, your own disability and stuff, you know, it's like, yeah, dang, man. So that just hang in there, you know what I'm saying? So it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm guessing, like, what about employment and stuff like that right now? Like, is it hard? Is it, I mean, are you working? Is it, is it hard to, to do? Um, yeah, it's hard to remember stuff, you know, like, you know, like, uh, my last job, I, you know, I got fired from phrase I couldn't remember stuff. Wow. Yeah. I just forget like simple little stuff. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, you seem like someone who probably doesn't like to play like the whole, like, you know, feel sorry for yourself, like poor me or telling people I've got a disability yeah. type thing. Yeah, I don't tell a lot of people, but I'm going to start telling more people. You know, I think it's good to be more open. Yeah. You know, I think people understand me too, you know, a little bit better, you know what I'm saying? If I'm more open, you know, because I'm kind of, you know, socially awkward too. And I didn't used to be like that. Yeah. Somehow personality changed, you know, somewhere along the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I can totally relate to that. I, I know that there was a, a big, I would say more than half of my life where I didn't tell anybody about anything, any battles I was going through. I kept everything yeah. on the inside. I didn't want to feel isolated or really different from people, yeah. but I was. And socially, I mean, even, I feel like even when you try to hide it, it still shows, you know, but, but people don't necessarily know what, what's going on. But like, I mean, I know, I know that when I, you know, when I met you, I, I didn't know, you know, I knew that you were going, you were battling something, but I didn't really yeah, know the extent. I, I, really told, like, I really opened up to like two girls, you know what I'm saying? About what I, you know, was really going through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, it's, you know, kind of weird. I need to be more open. So tell me about your, I want to know about your, you know, you mentioned your grandfather and his twin brother. They had like the suicide pact. Mm-hmm. What, what was that all about? Um, they stopped eating. Um, yeah, they just didn't want to be in there no more. You know, they, uh, they knew they were never going to get out. You know, really? so. Yeah. So did they follow through with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they died a few days apart. It's so crazy to be. No way. Wow. That is, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. What I'm gathering is like when people have this disease, it's almost like you have a mindset of like, I'm going to go out in any way possible, but I'm not going out. I'm going to go out on my terms. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not not going to go out. Yeah, that's that's where I'm going to, you know. I'm gonna take one last ride on my motorcycle and that's gonna be it. Really? Yeah. yeah. How do you know how do you know when that time comes? Like when is that time? It's gonna be hard, you know what I'm saying? But you know, it's definitely gonna be a hard, you know, decision to make. Yeah. But, I mean you're ha- but yeah, that- but I don't, don't wanna sit I don't wanna be in the boat, you know what I'm saying? I don't wanna be in the point, you know. Or somebody's taking care of me, you know. Um, yeah. Somebody, you know, I don't want you know, people remembering me like that. Yeah. Man, that's. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, you've. I've, I mean, they say the average lifespan is what ten to twenty years, and I mean, you're already pretty far in, right? As far as when you were diagnosed. Um, yeah, it's for five to ten years. Wow. So I'm almost double that, you know, the maximum deal. So how how do you look at like the future and stuff like right now? I mean, are you even able, like, do you even like, do you, I mean, I'm asking, I'm trying to figure out the words to say, because I found myself in a position uh, when I was diagnosed with hepatitis C. Mm-hmm. Um, I was diagnosed when I was, um, pretty young because I got contaminated medication 
And so when I injected my, I injected myself with the medication and it, and the medication gave me hep C. And as, as I got older, it destroyed my liver and they were saying that I was close to a liver transplant. And so that really scared me. And I started doing research and I started to understand that even when you get a liver transplant, you don't really live that much past that. And there's just so many complications. Right. And I started to really think that my time was limited and maybe it still is. And I, I just got to the point where I just don't care anymore. And I started living life that way. And I, I stopped. I stopped living in a way that I do think that I was doing things to plan for a future because right. I didn't see that for myself. I didn't see what it would be like for me. Like, I don't know what it would be like to like save money, you know, for right. the future or like think that I was going to retire, you know, plan for a family and stuff like that. So like, how, is that the same way for you? Like you just take yeah. every day at a time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just don't really worry about it. You know, I just, you know, try to be happy day by day, you know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah. yeah. How are your days on a normal basis? Are, are Do you feel like you're more like grateful for each and every single day that you get? Or do you, or is it more like, like this, like you wake up and you're like, man, this today is going to suck. Today is going to be hard. Like or, where are you currently at with your mindset? Um, I'm in a mixture, to be honest with you. You know, some days, you know, I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Other days, I'm a little bit down, you know, but most days, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it, you know, and upbeat. Yeah. Do you think it gives you a unique perspective that other people will never have? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I know, like, you know, I've, it took me a really long time because I, I went through phases too. And I, for the, for the longest time, I just hated my life. And I woke up every day and it was like, every day was so hard because I knew I was going to have to deal with pain and it was, it was going to be a mental struggle, physical struggle. And I would, there was days I didn't want to get out of bed. And I mean, I just really had to make a turn mentally because I just wasn't living a fulfilling life and it pissed me off. I was just like, I'm not happy. And I'm, but then at the same time, I was like, well, this disorder, I can't let this disorder keep on dictating and writing my story. Right. Yeah. You know, it was just, I don't know. It was just so hard. such a hard conflict. Yeah. I definitely need to get out and start living more for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think that, uh, I think it's a very hard thing to do and I, and I'm not even in your position and that's why I really wanted to talk to you even more and kind of pick your brain because I feel like there's my situation. And then I feel like you're even a step further. Like, I mean, you're on a whole nother level of like having to deal with an adversity that seems so hard to overcome. Yeah. You're going through a lot too, though. You know what I'm saying? You know, Yeah. And what's crazy for me is like, man, like, honestly, the things that I do now I do because I don't feel like I'm going to live that long. Like, I I don't know what my time frame is, but I'm living it like, I mean, there's so many things that people don't know what I do, but I live my life pretty hard, you know, like I like I live almost kind of not I would it's almost like a borderline reckless but kind of controlled a little bit too, but man, I, I live every day 
Yeah, you want to enjoy the time you got left. You know what I'm saying? Make the most of it for sure. Yeah. You know, like it little like it's every day. You know, no. Yeah. Yeah, and I, you know that's one thing that like I wanted the audience to understand and maybe get like a if they you know because some people will never hit that point right they'll just always live their life and never mm-hmm. have these kinds of adversities besides maybe general life adversities like you right. know, normal stuff like finances or whatever or breaking down yeah yeah so i want i I think that if people can maybe just understand us a little bit more what we're going through and put themselves in our shoes that maybe they can look at their life and be a little bit more thankful and grateful for the opportunities that they have for sure so man tell me about like your your diet right now because when i saw you you were you had a bag of food so like why why do you have a bag of food with you what are you eating like what's Um, going on Um, for some reason I have trouble eating like regular food. So I'm always drinking like my calories. So I always have like, you know, some drinks with me or something. Yeah. You know, boost or some, something to drink. But yeah. And then I get like a headache from that, like not eating, you know, and I don't know. So I like to have like some snacks around, but I, I have them around, but then I don't eat them. Really? You know? And I'll take a couple of bites and it just won't taste good to me. And I'll just spit it out. I do that with like hamburgers and stuff too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, for some reason, my taste buds are just really picky. Yeah. You know, so it's like I just force myself to just drink most of my calories. It's probably not the best diet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You know. So are you like, do you find yourself losing weight, like quite a bit of weight or? Um, yeah. If I don't drink weight gainer. Yeah. What what is like, what is, what kind of like treatment do you, do they, like if you, someone is diagnosed with Huntington's disease, what, what is the treatment for today's day and age for that? Um, there really is no treatment for the disease itself. Um, there's, some testings they're doing over in Europe is supposed to stop the progression of it, but they haven't approved it here. Okay. But they're having results with it. I think it's in Germany. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, they're having good they're having good results with that, but they haven't approved it here, you know. And you know, I just don't think it'll be approved. You know what I'm saying? In time for me, you know. So I don't know. I haven't asked about it in probably a year. But I will see my neurologist about every six months or so. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Do you have like, I mean, we, I know we talked about like your activities and things that you like and enjoy to do, but do you have like a bucket list of things that like, Hey, I want to do this before my time here on earth is done. Mm. Yeah, I do. You do? Any, any part of any, anything that you want to share? Any part of it? Or you just kind of have your own like little like. No, I mean, it's kind of a little deal. Okay, that's cool. Hey, I'm, I'm cool with that. I was just I was just curious, you know, on if you if you've actually created that for yourself and like, we're like, hey, this is what I'm I'm going to do to live my life. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some things on me. Nice. That's awesome. Are you scared of death? How do you view death? And. Do you believe in any kind of afterlife? 
Um, shit, you know, I'd like to think there's a better place out there, you know, but, you know, I'm hoping there is, but yeah. you know, I'm not, you know, counting on it, you know, but I'm not really scared of dying, you know what I'm saying? I'm just scared, you know, it'll be hard, you know, to see everybody for the last time and everything, you know, that'll be the hardest. You know, just saying goodbye to everybody here. I have a sister here, and my parents are both here. And my grandparents are here. Or my grandmas are here. Yeah. Are they are they all pretty supportive of what you're going through? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're real, they're real good. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you have that support system. Yeah, sure. really. What do you wish, like, others knew as far as, like, how to, like, treat you and how to be around you? And stuff because I know it. I know it is different for you. I mean, is there anything that you wish other people knew? People, you know, it's like I don't have trouble thinking of things to say. Yeah, you know, you know I mean, I don't know. Just approach me. You know, what I'm saying I'm always starting to talk to everybody. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's what was, that's what I re- I noticed with you too. Was once once you started talking a little bit, then I, then it, everything. Uh, but I, I I think it's I think people are tentative. I know I was tentative because I didn't know to the degree on what you're going through. Yeah. But then once I understood you a little bit more, your story, then everything became so much different. And then I, I really started to yeah. get to know you a little bit better, which was really cool. Yeah. Some reason I have like trouble making small talk now. I don't know why it is, you know, really? Kind of- yeah. Maybe is it, I don't know. I mean, it could be like an insecurity or something. Because yeah. cause I know that when you, whenever you did start talking and then when we started partying, when we were hanging out, I was like, oh shit, we're having fun now. Like, this is cool. Like, you know, it was, it was really fun. Yeah. We had a good time for sure. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll have to hang out again. I, I enjoyed hanging out with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Is, I mean, is there like a, a final message to the world that you would leave behind that something that. I mean, there do, it doesn't have to be to anyone in particular, but just a final message. This, what's be that? Be more open and honest with people. Be more open and honest. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Biggest thing. But man, I appreciate you, and I I see what you're going through, and um, thanks for coming on here and and kind of sharing <laughs> your message.